0: Albert Einstein once said, The idea of a personal God is alien to me and actually seems pretty naive. Is Christianity for stupid people? We explore that and more. (laughs) (laughs) This week on the podcast, Facebookers, podcast listeners, this is The Deep End. The Deep End Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Deep End Podcast brought to you by Waters Church in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. The Deep End is where we go deeper in the scriptures to empower our walk with God. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we're glad you joined us and we encourage you to be a part of the conversation in the comments below. If you're listening in on SoundCloud or your podcast app, be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go live to Pastor Tim Hatch as we get started with today's podcast. This is The Deep End.
0: We're so glad that you're here. Would you please welcome to the studio back today with us, Josh, the fabulous Pereira.
1: Fabulous. Hello, hello.
0: My Portuguese brother. (laughs) <laughs> and then we have over here next to him chris McEwen. hello Thank formerly you. of McEwen chiropractic that's true now he's straightening out straightening out spiritual spines how about that
2: oh look at that oh all right
0: that's nice. much less pain
2: for for them
0: yes yeah. so. <laughs> uh everybody say hello to albert hey albert what's up albert he's going to be joining us as well we're going to be talking about him and other people like him and Looking at 1 Corinthians, this is going to be very relevant in just a moment. Why do we have Albert Einstein bobblehead here today? We'll talk about that in a moment. But um, we are going to get into 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 31. But before we do that, let's talk about what's up. It's a nice day. The sun seems to be peeking out of the clouds. Finally, raining all morning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously.
0: And uh, we've concluded the series not yet here in our weekend experience, and that was pretty cool. Oh, great. You guys did a great job with that music video.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: What's, what's the name of the music video? It's called... It's called Forever Hope. Forever Hope. Yes. And you did a great job with that. If you haven't seen it, log on to our Facebook account. Or where else? Where else can they get this Forever Hope video? So mainly on YouTube.
1: You can just check it out. It's right on our Waters Church channel. And uh, we're looking to get it up on iTunes and Spotify within the next week or so. So
0: it's iTunes there, and everybody. Spotify.
2: Yes, and we indeed. are getting
0: serious Come on. people. Come
2: now that's an original song. Also, It's it? original. Yeah, it's Water's an original, original song. Yeah, yeah. Very I cool.
0: see. I see an album in our future. We actually oh, yeah. have an album cover. Don't we, for it.
1: We we have a single. Yeah, we got a very single cool cover album. For it. cover. Yeah, I think
2: I see yeah. you guys working on it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it's,
0: it's exciting. Good. Very exciting. Exciting things. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, Chris McEwen, and you are our pastoral care director. That's what you call me. <laughs> 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 well, when people are listening, that's right, <laughs> right. what I call you. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, You are overseeing baptism class, growth track, people who have made or helping people make that transition from the weekend experience to the fully invested, uh, you know, part of Waters Church. Get more involved. You know? So tell the people like about baptism class this Saturday, even though it's Labor Day weekend. Don't miss 10 a.m. We don't take breaks. We, we don't, don't take are,
2: breaks, Labor yeah. Day or not. We're gonna be here 10 a.m. Like class it. starts in our upper classroom in the uh, the parking lot, the volunteer parking lot. So please park there. Come on in. Doors will be open. We'll have coffee and donuts for everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a quick class, and we're gonna tape testimonies, and hopefully we'll have about 10 or 12 people, maybe more. If yeah, you, if you've given your life to Christ over the last couple of months, mm. to hear it waters church we want you to come out and get baptized make that public declaration Mm -hmm. invite your friends and family it's a great opportunity to invite people that you don't think would normally come to church but they'll come for you they'll come to hear your story that's right absolutely and uh and they're going to hear the word when they come regardless so so we just want you to come out to that class if you've given your life you know to christ Mm. come out and take the next step that's right baptized don't be afraid if you're a guy yeah (laughs) You know, a lot okay. of guys
0: are afraid of being baptized for some
2: reason. The water's warm. I know you it's warm. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Yes. You know? It's summer still. Summer. Get well, in the water.
0: It's almost the end of summer. Well, mm. Labor Day know. weekend is upon us. True. Close so, your pools. Can't wear white after this weekend. Is no more white.
2: Rule? Yeah. Well,
1: come on, come on. We're looking forward to pumpkin spice season. Pumpkin,
2: <laughs> pumpkin,
0: pumpkin spice, <laughs> spice Everything. Is everywhere. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Buy yourselves that winter jacket, winter is in two weeks <laughs> Up here in New England. <laughs> it's going to get cold. It's already really cold at night. I can see my breath, which is depressing, but nonetheless, the sun might be going down, but Jesus is still rising in our hearts. Oh, yeah. Amen. On, Ooh. amen. Um, yeah, I saw in the last night's news, the maple leaves are already turning. Can you uh, believe this? No. That's, that's just disgusting. Somebody that- tell the maples to calm down. Is it climate change or is that normal? I, I can't <laughs> I tell. That tell them to stop being early starters. Be procrastinators like the rest of the trees out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give us some time.
0: And I want to say something as a parent of students going to school, Labor Day weekend, can we just abolish the day off on Labor Day? Like, what is, this is a cruel joke to parents. You get your kids into school Thursday, Friday, weekend, now we have them on Monday. Hey, wait a second. I thought they were back in school. <laughs> no. Uh days of work. Let's take that day off and put it in June when it counts. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my own frustration. But so baptism classes this Saturday. <laughs> this Saturday, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Growth track. Tell us about growth
2: track. Uh, road tracks Chris. great that's uh, how you can find out more about waters church you can ask questions there you can find out more how to get involved it's really the what behind the why we we believe here at Waters. yes yeah. it's a three-week class always happens during our eleven thirty service up in our upstairs classroom we've got um discover deepen then dedicate so it's three classes they run consecutively every single month if you miss one you can pick up the next month where you left off but But, we encourage you to go through it you know it's a great way to just to find out more about waters church and more about your faith
0: so if i took week
2: one i can still take week two but on a different month yes they run consecutively the first three weeks of every single month we run them throughout the year we don't take breaks great too many people
0: coming to christ That's right. Too many. I have 25 people this past weekend. That's Uh an amazing thing. That's great. Just uh, uh, seven people baptized. And I think the number total for the year, uh, the calendar year, is 74 people baptized at Waters Church, which is phenomenal. We're trying God.
2: to break last year's record. We're getting there.
0: Yeah, I know. We're there. That's the goal. <laughs> and there was
2: one guy last month. So, you know, I mean, last week. When yeah, we were baptized right. One whole guy out of seven. <laughs>
0: no, two. <laughs> two? Two guys. Two whole guys yes. out of seven. That's right. That's good.
2: Oh, teenager. I forgot. Right. That counts.
0: So the other thing that uh, is coming up is our uh, campus launches on October 1st in Woonsock and Milford, oh, 1030. Decided. Now, special episode of The Deep End next week. We're doing an interview with... Jim Shackleton and Steve Fiella. I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to that.
2: Campus pastors.
0: They're going to tell you their story, how they got to this point of craziness, mm. and uh, to step out in faith and do this voluntarily as our campus pastors, which oh, I just yeah. think is amazing. They've been doing such a great job, so much hard work. Yeah, and so they have. Thank God for that. Yeah, them.
2: Keep, keep them in your prayers.
0: Keep them in your prayers. Please. Please. Hey, in the comments on Facebook, let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to know. And uh, questions are encouraged. Questions on the topic will be answered during the topic talk. Mm-hmm. Questions off topic we're going to hold over here. Josh Pereira will keep them waiting for you. General questions will be answered by our moderator on Facebook. So we love interaction, and if you're here and ready to talk, we'd love to talk to you. But we're going to get into 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I want to read the passage, and then we're going to unpack it. Here's what Paul says to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the word of God is folly to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, Paul says, and this is quoting Isaiah, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is lowly and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing those things that are so that no, no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Mm. Amen. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Typical Paul style, mouthful of theology in a short 20, uh, less than 20 verses here. It's an amazing thing how he does that. So my question to you is, and I asked this in the beginning of the podcast, is, is Christianity for stupid people? Because, you know, Paul's, Paul's talking a lot about wisdom here. Right. One of the things about the Corinthians, and we have to understand this in context of the book of 1 Corinthians, is that Paul is talking to people who are living in 1st century Corinth. 1st century Corinth was in love with wisdom, yeah. knowledge, intellect, people knowing stuff. And this is why Facebook uh, Live watchers, podcast listeners, this is why it's so important that you study the Bible in context. The Bible has to be studied in context because what you read in certain parts of the Bible directly relate to what was said before and and to what is said after. So last week we were talking about the fact that the Corinthians are all divided, they're divisive, they're all sectarian because of who they listen to. Paul, mm-hmm. Apollos, Peter, even some were like, "I only go to Jesus, you know, the real spiritual ones." <laughs> My friends, I, Yeah, I don't listen to anybody other than Jesus. And it's like, you know, I understand you're trying to sound like you're more important than other people, better mm-hmm. than other people. And that's what we talked about last week. But now to unpack this idea that we've got to stop dividing, Paul gets into this whole discussion about wisdom, about worldly wisdom, about God's wisdom, about how God's wisdom is smarter than man's wisdom. And so in Corinth, this city that loves wisdom is dividing based on their preferred preacher or speaker and the reason why is because in Corinth and this is a big point in Corinth in the first century it didn't matter necessarily what you said it mattered how you said it hmm. yeah so if you said it convincingly oh, okay you were considered wise you know all-knowing worth listening to you know one of these intellectual elites sure and, and it's like I think that is kind of ironic that is the same way today, still to this day. Like, you can hear a whole bunch of crap, and if somebody says it in a persuasive way, we're like, oh, I didn't realize that was yeah, true. It must be true. must be true. And it's, so in Corinth, in the first century, this was the case, and, and that's why Paul's about to say, I didn't come to you with eloquent speech or persuasive speech or eloquent wisdom. I came to you just knowing Christ and him crucified, because I don't want you to base your faith on how I said it. I want you to base your faith on the facts. Right. Christ Jesus was crucified under Pontius Pilate and raised to life three days later by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that message mm. has enough power in and of itself to convince people whom God is calling to himself. That's right. Yep. You know, so this is a very important thing that we have got to identify in our culture, uh, American Christians especially, westernized Christians especially. Please don't miss this. Don't, follow, don't, don't fall for something just because it sounds right. Mm. Because the presentation is convincing, because that's what was happening in Corinth, and that's why they were dividing according to who spoke well, who was the better preacher, who was the more convincing, persuasive orator, I'm going to follow him, and that was the Corinthian's problem, and so Paul gets into this discussion, and we're going to just take this verse by verse, here he says in verse 18, for the word of the cross... The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the cross is folly to those who don't believe in Christ. And I love Paul's concession here. He's basically saying non-believers are going to think this is stupid. (laughs) Non-believers are not going to like what this message is because Greeks, they loved wisdom and they loved oration and they loved convincing sounding arguments. and they loved, you know, uh, wealth and they loved talent. And the idea that God would suffer to the Greeks, to the ancient Greeks, was right. unheard of. Gods don't suffer, gods cause suffering. Right. You know, gods make the rain beat down on you hard if you've been a bad person and so on and so forth. And and so that was the idea of the Greeks. And then the Jews, who he's gonna to address too, they would have thought the idea that God would become flesh is anathema it's it's heresy right this actually this is why jesus gets put on the cross by his own people because he claimed to be god right so they don't they don't no 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 god cannot be a human that's how dare you equate yourself with god that was what they said to jesus that's how he gets onto that cross and then paul contrasts the people who are perishing who think it's just ridiculous and silly with the people who are being saved and he says this to those who are being saved and i love that who are being saved right being saved in other words why is it being saved like to us paul including himself present tense present perfect if you will we are being saved christians need to understand this we are saved past tense yes from our sins sure but we are also being saved present tense it's a process it's a process that's the sanctification process that's why you don't come as you are Don't stay as you are. Amen. (laughs) Let him work on you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not just come as you are and I was born this way and that's the way I'm going to stay for the rest of my stinking life. No, God wants to change you. He wants to change you because he loves you. He loves you because he's your father and every good father wants their child to grow up. It's exciting too. Why would you want to just stay the same? Exactly. Everybody's looking for change. Yeah. In the first of the year, what do we all do? Make a New Year's resolution. That's right. I'm going to change this year. And we always fail. February 23rd, National New Year's resolution, resolution <laughs> breaking day. Give up. And so now we, you know, we have all these idols of I want to change, I want to change. Well, God wants you to change too, but he wants you to change for your good. right. So we are being saved. Christian, you are being saved. Am I saved in my past? Yes. Am I saved in my future? Yep, I'm going to heaven. But I'm also being saved right now. So then he goes, verse, verse 22. I love this. Jews demand signs. Greeks seek wisdom. That's what I just talked about. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, folly to Gentiles. But to those who are being called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Okay, so here we go, Einy. Hello, Einy. Einy. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> All right.
2: Bobble that head.
0: Let's talk about Albert Einstein, and, and 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 I want to just use this this bobble of Albert Einstein as kind of like an illustrative visual aid. <laughs> I call it the idol of intellect, the idol of intellect, Yeah. the idol of intellect. Okay, let me just say something first about Albert Einstein. Thank you, God, for Albert Einstein. I'm not dissing him. Amen. Sure. You know, thank you for the theory of relativity. Thank you for, you know, creating the atomic bomb before the Germans did. (laughs) Although that can be debated as if whether that's a good idea at all anyway. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, he was a great contribution to the human race Mm -hmm. and to the world we live in. I'm I'm not dissing him, but let's just use this little crazy little thing as like an as a as a picture of this idol of intellect i need to be smarter i need to be wiser that was the corinthian problem that's what paul is addressing here in first corinthians and so i have a little formula here it's up on the screen we'll put it up here on the screen intellect is good intellect equals good it is good to be smart sure would you agree oh yeah <laughs> this is why we go to school this is why we want our kids to grow up and learn how to brush their own teeth tie their own shoes put on their own clothes Jake's, my five-year-old, is almost there. He, he can do it. He just doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, but He's really smart then. <laughs> yeah. But intellect is not God. And there's a tendency in our culture mm-hmm. to make gods out of anything, to make like these idols out of anything. Good things become ultimate things, and they turn into idols. An idol is something good that want, God wants you to have that you turn into an idol that, that you base your value, your worth, your significance, your security on comes everything anything can be an idol anything can become our god anything can become our source anything can become our valuation our our, our you know self-worth definition and intellect is one of those things and so in Corinth this was the problem and Paul says uh, that Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. And so he says this word here in verse 6 of chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians. He says, yet among the mature we do impart wisdom. So he's not saying, hey, Christians, just be stupid for the rest of your lives. You know, it was not that. That's not the Christian message. The Christian message is not, oh, I don't want to be smart because, you know, smart is godless. Smart is the intellect of this world, the wisdom of the world. No, no, we do impart among the mature a wisdom, but it's not the wisdom of this age or the rules of this age because it's doomed to pass away. Notice those words, it's doomed to pass away. If there's one thing that's certain about human intellect, it is that we are never as smart as we think we are. That's true. And I'm not talking about just individually, I'm talking about us culturally, right? Like, culture is never as smart as it thinks it is. It's always changing. We're How always changing. Yeah. We're always waking up to the reality that we're stupid. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> this is why we get news reports all the time. And, you, and they, start, they start by this, by the, with these words. Recent studies have now shown, fill in the blank. Sure. Right? New studies are proving that what we thought about this was wrong. How many times do we
2: hear that? Oh, coffee's good for you, it's bad for you. Have yes. a glass of wine, don't have a glass exactly. of wine. Exactly. week. with uh,
1: high cholesterol Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Should
0: I eat the yolk or should I toss it in the garbage? <laughs> eat the yolk. You know. Wait, what is it? What is it today? Like for me, it all comes down to butter or margarine. I've, I mean, I've said this on the weekend, you know, butter or margarine, which one's good for you right now? I can't believe it's not. Yeah, maybe it's that one. Or maybe it's that one. I have no idea. <clears throat> maybe it's olive oil. Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to, olive oil is good enough for Popeye. She's good enough for me. I mean, you know, we have these constant studies producing research that shows that we were stupid. And I think about that. That's what Paul is talking about it here, here in first Corinthians two, six It's doomed to pass away. And we're always waking up to new realities of the fact that we are not as smart as we think we were. Uh, Speaking of coffee, I just read yesterday, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is great CNN oh boy put an article up there oh. no this is good this is good drinking more coffee leads to a longer life two Ooh. studies say give me a second
1: Ooh, I'm gonna live forever
0: can Come I get on. an amen do you want a sip <laughs> finally <laughs> finally fake news I can agree with
2: yeah but just wait till next year when too much coffee exactly exactly <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm waiting for good morning America one morning one year from now saying it turns out you shouldn't drink eight gallons of coffee a day <laughs> <laughs> hey. So uh, there was a time in this country when doctors recommended cigarettes.
2: Sure. That's right. You know, yeah. they, would,
0: they would prescribe. For a cough, I think For a it cough. Was. Yeah. Yeah, the menthol. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, that, that, and, that'll solve it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my point. And this is my point. Uh, what are we being told right now, Facebookers, podcast mm-hmm. listeners? What are we being told right now? What are you being told right now that's wrong?
1: Come on, like, let's hear it in the comments. Come on.
0: Yeah, like what are you being told right now that you like, oh my gosh, I never really you know, I, I didn't I, I've been doing this my whole life. Remember that whole thing, oh, drink eight glasses of water. Right. And, and what did you do when you drank eight glasses of water a day? Went to bathroom <laughs> the bathroom 12 times. The bathroom all stinking day all day long. Like holy smokes. Thank you I'm healthy, but I can't do anything cuz I've I I've got to go to the bathroom every moment. Mm. But and, you know, it's just like it's just the wisdom of this world, friends. It can't be our idol. It can be good. It can't be our ultimate thing. Right. And I would like to say this. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Like knowledge is obtaining facts and, and recognizing data and saying this is that, this equals that. That's knowledge. Mm-hmm. But then there's wisdom. And wisdom is knowing what to do with the knowledge you get. Knowledge and wisdom are totally different things. Yeah. What we have is a whole generation of people who are filled with knowledge but zero wisdom. Right. They don't know what to do. With what they know, because they can find out anything at any time. That's right. And but yeah, what do you do oh yeah, with just it. Google it.
2: Yeah, what yeah. do you do with it
0: though? And you get all this knowledge, but what do you do with it exactly? Yeah. And then you wonder why people are so stupid sometimes. You just need, <laughs> you need to know what to do with what you know. Yeah. And the idol of human intellect. I want to just talk about this for a moment. Is coming down. It really is already coming down. If you're watching America right now, uh, if you're hearing the reports, um, it's getting crazy out there. You know, all this protesting on college campuses. Oh yeah. I mean these uh, I think about the USC Berkeley campus right now going absolutely crazy. This by the way while Texas is getting hammered by hurricanes sure. not once but twice. Oh. Uh, people are suffering and what's going on at UC USC Berkeley or oh. UC Berkeley whatever it is they're rioting beating each other up over free speech. Right. And it's just like this was the this was ground zero for free speech in this country and now it's the ground zero for anti-free speech. Yeah. I literally heard Sanity. I literally heard a quote from um, a, a dean of a college. I don't want to mention the college because I don't want to drag them to the mind, but I really I heard this <laughs> quote. He said these words recently, like last week. He said these words I believe in free speech, but. But. You yeah. <laughs> better stop right there. But. There's no but to I believe in free speech. Yeah. I mean, even if you hate it, you got to listen sometimes. You got to just let people say it because, man. Uh, th- that's what our constitution was about. That was all rooted in, in the Judeo-Christian ethic, mm-hmm. not controlling people's thoughts and, and speech, but letting them, you know, decide for themselves and say what they want to say. I read an article in the Boston globe a little while ago, Boston globe con- making a huge concession that university education is not what it used to be. You, it is not the great equalizer anymore. Right. So people spend like $140,000 to go to Harvard or MIT or whatever, more actually now, mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't have the jobs they're they f- they're filled with knowledge but they have no wisdom yeah what do you what do you do with can that? you do anything with it there you go this is not the great equalizer anymore and this is what i see the idol of intellect is coming down paul says this he quotes isaiah verse 19 it is written i will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discerning of the discernment the discernment of the, discern, of the discerning i will thwart and then he says in verse 20 where is the one who is wise where's the scribe where's the debater of this age is not god made foolish the wisdom of the world the item of human intellect Even in Paul's day, and still today, is coming down like the claim that science has answered all the questions of life. Science has answered the questions of life. We no longer need faith, really. Yeah, like you, you have to know your history first of all, because science was begun by who? Christians. Christians. (laughs) Notable Christians in the Church of England in the 1600s. Look it up. The Society. I'm sorry. The Royal Society of London. It, It that was the starting point for scientific discovery it was commissioned by the church people don't even know this sure the reason why we have science is because of the church and now the chi- and now science has grown up and become the bigger brother now and now this stupid Overcome. church has got to be wiped out faith is stupid no, no 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 read your history because now science is becoming openly hostile to faith mm-hmm. i read an article about a chess champion the second greatest chess champion in the world the greatest chess champion in america he talks about the fact his name is wesley so Okay. He talks about the fact that uh, on his Facebook page, he regularly gets lectured by people who are his fans about how, how how could he be so weak-minded? How could he be so weak-minded to believe in Jesus? All that stuff is so narrow-minded, so stupid, so outdated. And he's like, I can't believe I get the most hate from the people who don't even believe like I believe, the, the, the people who, they can't reconcile the fact that this guy's a brilliant chess player sure. and a Christian. Yeah. Is like the wisdom of this world. I, and so, you know, just a, a little bit more about how we, we think we're so smart. We're not as smart as we think. I read two articles about Iceland. Iceland. Hello. If anybody's oh, watching boy. on Iceland, you guys, oh my gosh, I think Scary. you're losing your mind. What is going on? Scary. Two articles. The first article was in the Washington Post. The Washington Post reports in Iceland, no one under the age of 20 believes God created the world. No one. No one in There's Iceland. There's not one the, person there. <laughs> under the age of 20. I mean, there's like five people living in Iceland. That's so a bad poll so. though. I mean, we got everyone, <laughs> you know, no one in Iceland under the age of 20 believes in God, wow. or believes God created the world. That is. So yep. I don't know. They believe in some kind of like, you know, open deist or whatever, yeah. sure. but he didn't create the world. So then the next, the next um, article, which was funny, uh, is on CBS, Iceland on track to wipe out down syndrome through abortion. Yeah, that's uh, disgusting. This this is supposed to be advancement? Yeah. Like, that's not wiping out Down syndrome. That's murdering children you don't want. That's true. What's next? But this is science. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, I just, I just wrote this down. Science is a cruel God if we choose to worship her. That's good. Because she's cold and calculating. That's good. You got Down syndrome? You're no good for us. We can't. We, I'm sorry, we can't. You're going to be a burden on our society. We'll terminate you before you have a chance to breathe your first breath. It's terrible. Makes you think where it stops. Now, exactly. Yeah. Where does it stop? Yeah. Has anybody read about Nazi Germany? <laughs> yeah. This is how it started. Yeah. Oh, the Jews, they, you know, they helped us lose the first world war, so they're the problem. I and mean, while we're at it, let's wipe out all the handicapped people. You know, I mean, everybody's disposable. everybody who's not contributing, we'll just wipe them out. That's science. Yeah. I mean, uh, science is good, but science cannot be God. And that's the point I'm trying to make. That's what Paul's trying to make. Intellect is good, but intellect cannot be God. Intellect will let you down. Uh, um, The fool, the Bible says, says in his heart, there is no God. Right. And it's like, you look at our country, you look at our world, you look at the the trend of modern technological advancement, and you see it. You see it firsthand. It's crazy. I have a quote from Hegel. He was a uh, German philosopher. His name is George William (laughs) Hegel, Wilhelm Hegel. What experience and history teach us is this, that peoples and governments have never learned anything from history. <laughs> keep repeating it. We just keep repeating it. And here's why we keep repeating it. I, I know this firsthand because I'm a 40-year-old man, um, and I'm seeing this big time. The reason why we don't learn from history is because the older generation keeps trying to tell the younger generation, hey, stop that. Learn from our example. And the younger generation looks at the older generation and says, why should we learn from your example? Look where it got you. Right. Yep. That's the problem, right? And so this cycle will repeat. Someday, this, now this younger generation of millennials will be grandparents.
2: Same thing to them. And
0: they'll be looking at their young people saying, stop, dad. And the young people say, why? Look, where, look at where all your wisdom got you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm looking forward to that day. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Gen Xer, Gen Xer, Gen X grief. Okay. Um, but, you know, <laughs> this is the point that Paul is making, though. If intellect is your God, if science is your god for for us in the modern in the modern world, uh, it's cold and calculating, it's cruel, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. T.S. Eliot, another great philosopher, but an American philosopher, he said, "Where is the life we have lost in living? Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge we have lost in information?" He was a Christian, by the way. stuff. Where is the life we have lost in living? Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge we have lost? In information. You know, this is why the Bible says things like this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. It's not the fear of man. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of the Lord. I'm all for you growing in wisdom. Christians, please study, go to school, go to university, get your degrees, do all those kind of things if they make sense for you and whatever you want to do with your life. But please don't make those things the sustenance of who you are, the baseline for your identity as a human being. You are so much more than a brain. You are a beloved, if you're a Christian, you are a beloved child of the living God. He gave his son for you. He bled on a cross for you. He died for you your body soul mind and spirit what's the first and greatest commandment love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind, mind yep. and strength
2: mm-hmm.
0: so but mind is not the only thing right there's four things you should be a whole person made whole because you know god's love for you is real that's good so i think about like a politically correct uh segment here just a little politically incorrect oh, the, the transgender deal yeah i mean it's I feel very bad for people who are confused about their gender. I think this is a real thing. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying their feelings. But I'm just saying, are you listening to your feelings over Mm -hmm. everything else? And are you letting your feelings be your God? So so here's the conflict of idols. Idol of of intellect, idol of feelings. Conflict. Where? Transgender. Because nothing scientifically or intellectually says you're actually transgender. There's no scientific proof. Johns Hopkins University and hospital has now Stopped. stopped. Yeah doing transgender surgery because they say there's just no science to it we can't do it we can't in good conscience change a woman to a man but now the the idol of what feelings comes and contradicts no but this is who i am based on what i feel it sure i've always known it based on what my feelings my feelings so everything's about feelings and now you see in our culture the conflict of idols idols do this they conflict with each other and they destroy us and that's really what happens yeah I was, I, I, I think I've told the church this, but I, I went to my um, school board. In my town, oh yeah, and I talked to them about this issue because they were going to let the boys and the girls room, the girls and the boys room, open the doors, you know. Oh, was a great story, craziness. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, and I wanted a big, you know, kind of like go and talk about it in the public school setting, like the, the, the um, town hall, um, the, not the town hall, the uh, pub, the school board meeting, the okay. teacher, no, yeah, the parents would P. be there. It's like an open yeah. meeting; they have it every yeah. month or whatever. Yeah, I was going to go, but then I talked to the guys. Like, if I go, it's just not going to work. There's n- these people have already bought hook, line, and sinker yeah. into this. Yeah. So he's telling me about this, all these precautions now, all this work that the schools have to go through to make sure that little boys who feel like girls can go into the little girls' room. And little <laughs> girls who feel like boys can go into the little boys' room. And it's like, I, I said to him, I said, um, this will take money and time and resources, right? He said, yeah. Sure. I said, Lots of it. And I said, the public schools are always crying about the fact that they don't have enough time, money, or resources. Yeah. Now you're going to take time, money, and resources that you don't have, put it into this stuff. And my question to you, sir, is what's going to be sacrificed? Oh, books, pencils. <laughs> what education is going to be sacrificed? Because now instead of following the God of or the idol of intellect, we're following the idol of feelings. Yeah. Yep. Feelings change. And, 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 and I don't want to pick on transgender because Christians can be such just as bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, I feel I feel this. I feel I feel like he's the one. We're he's sometimes. the one. Oh. Yeah. Based know, on what? Feelings. He doesn't have a job and he divorced his first three wives. <laughs> but he's cute. But he's cute. <laughs> you know. Oh, but I just feel. I just feel like God is calling me to be a singer on the worship team. Yeah, but you don't even know how to sing.
2: <laughs>
0: you stink. You stink. <laughs> All right. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Stay that in the, the shower. It's gonna be stuck in my head. <laughs> it's it be already stuck, is, day. Yeah. I'm singing it right now. You know. And we we do this as Christians. I feel like the Lord has led me out of the church. Why? Based on what? Feelings. Feelings. I feel like the Lord has led us to into another church. We're going to leave the church and go to another church. Why? Well, we feel that it's right. No, 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 no. There's something you got into a conflict with somebody or there's a better church program for you there or whatever. You want your little, you know, small, in, non-consequential, inconsequential needs met instead of serving other people. Mm. Like, so anyway, don't get me on a rant here because I'm always up for we a We love when rant. you're on a rant. <laughs> That's why we're here. This is the thing, though. Faith, and I want to say this very clearly— you might want to write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. Um, faith is not going away. We'll get to that one. Faith is not going away. Amen. If Christians do not offer Christ to the spiritual longing resident in the human heart, those people will fall for something far less, far less worthy, valuable than Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, we have a question.
1: What do we do as a church to bring them, I'm assuming that's the transgender people, mm. to God when feelings are stronger than the mindset of what's right and what's wrong, it doesn't exist in them?
0: I'm going to tell you what you do. Number one, you pray for them. Yeah. You pray to the sovereign God of the universe that Jesus told us, uh, no one comes to me unless the Father first draws him. Jesus said that. Right. So you can have all the fantastic light smoke and programs of a church that you want but until that church prays for God to draw people from that community into its community, yeah. it ain't happening. That's Amen. Good. So you can pray for them. Pray for them by name. Lift them up to heaven. If you know somebody transgender, pray for them. Pray that God in his sovereign will starts knocking on the door of their heart, drawing them, putting them in situa- life situations that, that show them the, the glories of the risen Christ, the value of Jesus, the beauty of the blood of the cross mm. that washes our, our filth away. So pray for them. Number one, number two, love them. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't argue with them. Right. Don't argue about that stuff. You're just gonna, you know, they're they're hooked. They're they're sold hook, line, and sinker. I get it, but we're not here to argue them into the right gender. We're here to tell them about the love of Jesus. That's right. Amen. Yeah. So you know, the thing is, like, you know, a, a transgender person can go back to their original gender and still go to hell. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, the goal is not. To get change. them to go right. back to the other gender. The goal is to tell them about Jesus and introduce them to Jesus. And then if you're a Christian, love them in the name of Jesus. Love them personally. Right. Love them practically. And love them in ways that nobody else loves them. Because I think that a lot of times the whole LGBT community is just looking for just that. Community. Mm-hmm. They just want to feel like they belong. Yeah. Where does that come from? Yeah. That comes from God. That's right. Amen. But we're, it's it's a distorted Um, cell of the devil to give us something distorted that God wants us to have in purity. Right. So that's my recommendation. Pray for them and then love them in good practical ways. Invite them to church. We don't talk about this a lot. This is like one of the few times we've ever talked about it. Mm. And we're not here to look down on them or think we're, look, every transgender person out there that will hear this, I want you to know, you're no worse of a sinner than I am. Amen. My sin is no higher than the cross than yours is. The cross stands Mm. higher than both of our sins. Jesus can save you. He saved me. He's still saving me. I'm being saved. Sanctification. Yeah. I I think I got to chill there. You know, if you, if you, and and the other thing is transgendered people, you know, put your faith in Christ and let the Lord's work do something in your heart over time. It's not like, hey, come to Christ tomorrow. And then by Tuesday of next week, you better be back to the regular, (laughs) the other gender. Like that's not the goal. (laughs) That's not the goal. Loving Christ is the goal. But I do think that we've got to watch out for feelings and facts and science and all this kind of stuff that become idols in our hearts that lead us into destructive patterns. Right. And Anyway, great question. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so faith is not going away. And by the way, I just want to say smart people have been Christians every generation. Yeah. C.S. Lewis was a brilliant mind. Oxford University professor. He has a chair in Oxford still to this day. He's Fine. dead now, buddy. Do you lose the chair when you die? I don't know. Uh, what is the chair? Sure. I don't even know. That just sounds... Intellectual. Like <laughs> I
1: have a chair. He has a chair. It's a Michael question. He, he had me. a chair,
0: and he lost the chair. Michael. Maybe he still has the chair. Anyway, Lee Strobel, mm. uh, law degree from Yale, uh, uh, Chicago Tribune journalist for 15 years, avowed atheist. His wife gets saved. He doesn't know what to do with her. He explores Christianity. He becomes a Christian. Love that. Story. Now he's like you know, Case for Christ movie. All the books he's written. Mm. Uh, Francis Collins, mm-hmm. leader of the Human Genome Project. Leading geneticist in America, mm-hmm. wow. born-again Christian, yeah. loves God with all of his heart. Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish philosopher, uh, on which all modern philosophy is based. His thoughts, the father of existentialism, his he created the, the foundation for all modern philosophical thought about existentialism. And he was a devout follower of Jesus. And today's uh, leading philosophers can't stand that about him, by the way. They always write about it. It's vexing that he still believed in Jesus after all this stuff. It's just funny. Beethoven, Bach, Handel, Mm. incredible composers, all Christians. Sir Isaac Newton, Galileo, Copernicus. Christianity is not for stupid people. (laughs) Okay. The fear of the Lord (laughs) is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1 verse 7. So Paul goes on. He says, we preach Christ. It's a a stumbling block. We get it. We get it. Not everybody's going to like it, but it's the power of God. It's the wisdom of God. And then he says, consider your calling. We talked about this a couple of, uh, weeks ago on the weekend, but uh, he says, not many of you were wise. And I just want to look at that first line. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Can we just talk about that? Worldly. That's, that's the, the worldly standards, according mm. to worldly standards. So let me ask you, uh, podcast listeners, Facebook watchers, what's your standard? mm What are you basing your life on? What are you measuring your life on? What standard are you going by? Are you going by the standard of your mom who might not be a Christian, your sister, your brother, who's like, you know, a world-class, whatever, intellectual genius, and you think you're nobody because, you know, he's so smart, but he doesn't love Jesus. I mean, what's your standard? Is your standard the neighborhood two streets down from your neighborhood that makes your house look dwarfed in comparison to their house? Like, stop following for the worldly standards, this is the world's way. The world's way is measurement. The world's way is, where did you go to school? What do you do for a living? Where do you live? Measurements, measurements, measurements. What are your measurements? Are you, you know, are you 36, 24, 33? I don't know. <laughs> what, are you, what are your measurements? I mean, that's the don't way of the world. And Paul is saying, Christians, stop. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to Christians. And he says, stop measuring yourselves against one another based on who you listen to. Apollos, Paul, Peter. Jesus, we are one in Christ. Don't let abstract little theological distinctions create divisions. Don't let your own Christian knowledge create distinctions. Here's a big, here's a big point. Uh, don't let your Bible knowledge make you an insufferable bonehead. Oh, yeah. Oh, because that happens all the time. Sure. People get so Christian, so biblical, so Bible-thumping, they actually turn into insufferable boneheads. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Filled with pride. Oh, chapter and verse people. And then they don't love people. That's the thing. Right. They won't cross the street to go talk to their neighbor. They won't, they won't You know, shovel their driveway with they them.
1: completely missed the point. Yeah. Mm.
0: And it's just like, instead of Bible thumping people, why don't you go out and the next time it snows three feet here in New England, which is about three weeks away. Oh, no. no <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> why don't you go across the street and help them shovel in go. the name of Jesus? Yeah. And don't hand them a track either. Yeah, when you're done. Just love them. Just love them in Jesus' name. Let let your Bible knowledge produce heart change that causes you to love God and love your neighbor. That was the point of this Bible study, by the way. This is why we do Bible study to Mm -hmm. help us love our neighbor and love God. And if you're not doing more of that because of Bible study, you're doing Bible study wrong. Amen. Amen. Somebody get me a pulpit. I'm ready to preach in here. Hallelujah. (laughs) Preach <laughs> all right last verse and then we're done uh, and because of him paul says because of him because of god okay everything a christian is is because of jesus every everything i am is because of god he says you are in christ jesus who became to us wisdom from god righteousness sanctification redemption and notice the ands right righteousness and sanctification and redemption So that it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And I want just, I just want to like highlight this. Can we just highlight these words? Because of him in Christ, what do we get? Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption, four blessings of the Christian life. And it's not just wisdom. It's not just wisdom. And Paul's like saying, hey, in Christ, you don't just get wisdom. You get so much more. That's the, that's the beauty of Christ. That's the beauty of Christ. You get, you get wisdom, which is knowledge with understanding, right? That's what wisdom is. I know what to do with what I know. You get righteousness. What's righteousness? Acceptance with God. Right. When you are counted righteous in Christ, God says, I accept you. You're mine now. I love you. You're my family. You're my children. Sanctification. Mm. What's that big fancy word mean? It means that we're set apart for His purposes. In Christ, we are sanctified, and now we have a purpose for living. I love being a Christian because it gives me a purpose. I'm part of the church. Mm -hmm. I'm part of a 2,000-year-old movement, 4,000 if you want to go back to Abraham, a movement that God has been part of doing for 4,000 years. Science has been around for uh, 400 years. You know, this movement of Jesus has been around all, all, all since human history began. Beautiful thing. And then I get to be a representative of Christ and then redemption. And that's a, that's, a, that's a financial term. It means to purchase back. And that just basically tells you Christians, and me as a Christian, we have value. Yeah, We have worth in the eyes of God. I want you to just look at that list. Knowledge, acceptance, purpose, value. Guess what I thought about? Those, those four things. That's what we all look for. We all look for those. Yeah, We, we all want that. We all want... To know what to do with what we know. Mm. We all want acceptance with somebody. We get it with God. We all want purpose for living. We get God's purpose. And we all want value and worth. We all want to know we're worth something in somebody's eyes. And God says, you are worth the blood of my son. Look at that. Beautiful. Mm. So the idol of intellect always fails because the idol of intellect is only one thing. So three big ideas. We'll close with these. Uh, Three big ideas to close this up. And then we're done. The idol of intellect has always been around. And all kinds of idols have always been around. And they always come down in every generation eventually. So don't follow them. In Christ, you have supernatural power from, and, and, and wisdom from God. He will empower you for a life of wisdom. Fear him. And then finally, in Christ, you get far more than just head knowledge. You get the deepest needs of the human experience met. That need of belonging, that need of value, that need of usefulness, purpose, that need of, of being accepted. They're all in Christ. So thanks for joining us today. Einstein, thank you for E equals MC squared. Thank you for all that you did, but we need so much more. Mm -hmm. We have them in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this was The Deep End.
1: Thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End podcast. We pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church. If you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church. We are located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for
2: next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.